0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Loftest Party Podcast. Another big week, another big week, and another big. Every time I intro the show, I remind myself I've gotta pick out new theme music. That theme music was great; it served its purpose. I gotta, and and uh, I have a file of music. I I have looked at the email. I just have to click it, and I have to select new music, copyright-free music. So anyway, we got a great show for you. Uh, today We got a lot of stuff going on. My buddy Pete, Pete Correale is going to be on the show. Pete Correale, incredibly funny stand-up. You've seen him on uh, Comedy Central a bunch. He and I were on this uh, comedy tour many, many, well, not many, many, a few years ago. Jameson's Irish Whiskey had this comedy tour. It was me and uh, Pete Correale and uh, Billy Gardell, who later went on to do Mike and Molly, uh, Steve Byrne. Uh, who went on? He had a show for a while on on TBS where he ran a bar in Pittsburgh. So anyway, uh, Pete and I write together on the TV show. Uh, Kevin can wait. He's a super funny dude, uh, and so he and I are always. It's nice to have someone. Uh, usually, I'm the lonely guy in the writers room because I'm like the only guy who's like I'm I'm writing. Uh, you know, sitcoms, but then I'm ducking out and doing stand up, And so it's it's nice to have uh, Pete around. He's a super funny dude from New York. Uh, um, so he and I are always, you know, comparing notes and this is funny, that's funny. And he'll say something. I'm like, oh, dude, you got to do that on stage. I'll say something. And he's like, Mikey, you got to do that on stage. I don't know why he sounded like Gilbert Godfrey, but I got a, a great uh, interview with him. He's got an incredibly successful uh, podcast as well, uh, Pete and Sebastian. So we'll talk about all, all that in, in a few minutes. I want to get into some political stuff, some silly political stuff. I look at my notebook, the things that I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Trump turned down the White House Correspondents' Dinner. He he said no to that, um, he that he's not going to go do that. And I applaud him. I, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. It's like those Comedy Central roasts, you know? Like you go to the you do it you let Comedy Central roast you because you're trying to sell a book or you're trying to get somebody interested in your movie or your project and it's just horrible and it's mean spirited and and I don't know maybe maybe the White House Correspondents' Dinner maybe they, maybe they do raise money for charity however uh, you guys can still have your dinner and you can just the president won't be there and you can be like. Somebody will go up and they'll talk about how awesome the New York Times is and how the Washington Post is incredibly brave and how Fox News is the devil. You guys can still have your dinner. You just won't have – you just won't have old Donald Trump to kick around. You won't have him to kick around. He uh, – these are the things that interest me. I'm not going to get into the Syria thing. I will tell you my theory though, and maybe this is a tinfoil hat theory. Uh, I'm – I really question – and this and maybe I'm a knucklehead. Uh, so last night, uh, I guess Assad uh, did some chemical weapons attack on his own people again. i I really don't know if that's Assad. I really and everybody's like, now get him, get him, get him, come on, Donald Trump, get him. and they're they're showing these old tweets from when uh, Trump would criticize President Obama for not doing something in Syria. And it just seems a little too. It seems a little too convenient because you got Trump on TV and he's like, uh, we're getting out of uh, – this is my Donald Trump voice. <laughs> he's like, "He's like, uh, we're getting out of Syria. We're going to leave. Let somebody else figure it out. So if you're Assad and the guy who, who bombed your airfield a few months ago – don't forget Donald Trump already did – the last time supposedly Assad did the chemical weapons thing, Trump immediately was like, launch the missiles and like wiped out his airfield. So when that guy who smacked you around is like, "You know what? I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here. You're on your own." The timing of it is so suspect to me. Why it, it, if you know you, you if you know if I do a chemical attack, this guy's going to bomb me and then that guy's about to leave, why in the hell would you do it again? It makes it makes a lot of sense for ISIS to do it. It makes because it if, if Assad is launching airstrikes against uh, ISIS and and bad guys, then you're like, hey, dudes, we, we do a chemical weapons attack. It looks like Assad did it, and then Trump will come in, wipe out his air force, and then we're good to go. So um, I'm going to be really, really slow to uh, jump on that bandwagon of like, uh, go get Assad, go get Assad. It's just it's a little too convenient. I've read, I've read too many <laughs> mystery novels, I guess. So – The other thing that – and this is going to be herky-jerky here for a little bit. The other thing that has me worried, sometimes uh, I feel like I'm the canary in the coal mine. Or maybe I'm the – I'm one of the people that uh, watches out for this kind of stuff. Uh, Diamond and Silk. I'll talk about this with uh, Pete Cordiali a little bit too later on. Diamond and Silk were just banned from Facebook. Now, this is worrisome, man. This is – truly worrisome uh, they're these uh sassy uh black chicks you've seen them on tv you've seen them on fox news They're but they've been around for a long time they've been around since like like 2014 they just didn't arrive on the scene their popularity has grown they're not calling for violence it's not hate speech it's fun they got these you know these cups and it's all there it's you know, that whole old oh, Donald Trump needs to do this, and then the one girl will drink out of her little cup, and like, mm hmm, that's right. It's just fun and funny and light. And they got banned from Facebook. I don't know how many people liked their page or followed their page. I'm sure it was a lot because they get a lot of press. And Facebook's just like, no, we don't want you on here. And I guess they've gone back and forth with Facebook, and Facebook said, uh, Diamond and Silk. On Twitter, they posted the email from Facebook. We're like, this, you can't argue this. This is forever. Don't even try. You're done. You're done. And I seriously think that they got kicked off of Facebook because they were popular. Now, they're still on Twitter, uh, so that's good. However, and this is, a, this is a common theme of the show. I guess I, I like to talk about it. I don't like to talk about it, but it, like, it legitimately uh, scares me. Because if, if Diamond and Silk, now they're on Twitter, like I said, but but they're they're gone off of Facebook. There is no competition for Facebook. I guess MySpace is still kind of around, like nobody's there. Which reminds me, I gotta fire up my MySpace. I gotta I gotta get that going. If you don't exist on Facebook, and then Twitter kicks you off, uh, I guess you've got Instagram. You could still be on, but it's like you don't. It, If you don't exist in cyberspace, I don't think you exist anymore. And when they're kicking people off, normally there's some kind of rationalization. Normally you'd be like, well, I guess that guy shouldn't have said this. I can kind of see why they kicked blah, blah, blah off because he did say this. Like Milo Yiannopoulos. "Eh, He was kind of pushing it. And then now they're kicking people off just because uh, they are popular. And that, my friends, is terrifying. And I'm glad Facebook's in trouble. I find that hilarious. Like – the Cambridge Analytica thing—they're like Trump. Here's the thing: Trump used Russia and Cambridge Analytica, and Cambridge Analytica, da, 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 da. and then you find out. Oh, okay. Well, when Ob- when Obama was doing data mining, he was a genius. And then when the Republicans do uh, data mining, it's 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 evil. So now Facebook, we real we find out is sharing everybody's data, and they know about phone calls and all this stuff. So now it'll be fun to see what happens. Zuckerberg's gonna testify in front of Congress. I want to see what questions those guys ask. And then, and then, and then here's the other thing this this is, this is great. This is just me venting. This is, this is an awesome podcast because this is me venting. Stop with the whole, these people, these know it all people who are like, well, Hey, if you're on a, if you're on a a website and you're not uh, being, and you're not paying then you are the product. If you're on a website, you're not paying for a product. You are the product, and they say this, they say this like it's the sky is blue and water's wet. That that really, like the internet. I was here's how old I am. I remember when the internet was free, and that was the cool thing. Like you could go, oh, I can go to this website and read this article. I can go and read this. Now, granted, and this is before ads. I remember when pop-up ads were a thing. But like, it's the, the internet started as free. When you when you're like my age, my generation, yeah, everything was free. And then it then it was weird when you had to pay. Like the only thing you you were paying for was like if you uh, joined some weird online club or you wanted to watch porn. Which gets me back to uh, the pop up ads. That was, I'm so glad. I want to thank the dude who invented the pop up blocker. That was always the worst when you're online looking at something that you should be, well, something that interested you, and then a pop-up ad would come up, and it would be like in kind of what you're watching pornography-wise, but then like 10 times as dirty, and then another one would pop up, and another one would pop up, and finally you're looking at like a, a rhino and, a, and an orangutan doing some weirdness, and <laughs> you can't close the window, and your girl comes in, she's like, what are you watching? And you're like, I don't even know anymore. It got so dirty so fast. So we're out of pop-up ads. I didn't – I didn't – I know that Facebook was keeping track of some things. I didn't realize the extent of it. I didn't realize that if you wanted to completely try to opt out as much as you could, you had to go through like 20 different windows on Facebook to get out of it as much as you could. And then even then they were still getting stuff. And then, and then when you when you find this out, and you're kind of shocked by it, you're like, "Wow, that's that's a kind of a shocking invasion of privacy." Than to have some douchey know-it-all. Well, you know, if you're on a website and you're not paying for a product, you are the product. I just want to hit you upside the head. I just want to. How does that help, you jerk? Okay, more political stuff. And this is just stuff that interests me. This is just me. This is my sensibility. Uh, Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago. I want to bring. He's like, we're going to have a space force, and everybody. Uh, ridicules them for that. You know what? I think we need a space force. I'm all for it. Like, I, I don't see... I want to go to outer space. We should be on the moon. Whoever has the... High, if Star Wars taught us nothing, it's whoever has the high ground wins. That's what Obi-Wan famously said. Don't do it, Anakin. I have the high ground. And that should be the motto of the space force. You should have... We should have a space force on the moon and their their insignia could be Obi-Wan Kenobi and then their motto could be i have the high ground. And then Ob- and then Anakin could be like you underestimate my power. My kids do that impression. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Okay, the other thing I wanted to talk about, we got the the loftestparty.com brand new website. We got a big comment section. We got we, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to under the uh the podcasts and all that stuff, we're going to open up the comment section. It's going things are going crazy. And I'm going to try to consolidate everything. Like the YouTube channel, a lot more subscribers. People are leaving co- comments there. Still do that, but i got to find a way uh, to consolidate stuff. And I just, it just occurred to me, so I'm saying out loud. I don't even know if we can do uh, a comment section under podcast, but I am all for it. Holy smoke. Did you guys see me on Fox and Friends? Did you see me? I was thinking about holding on this off uh, for the entertainment section but I don't know, I was on Fox and Friends. I'll give you the the behind the scenes on that one too. They gave me like uh, four different tweets they wanted me to chime in on. They're like, we're gonna give you four different tweets. We want you to chime in on these, uh, so be prepared. It'll probably only end up being two. And uh, I was letty, I was letty? I was ready uh, to let it rip. I was really, I'm I'm tired of uh, of having to sugarcoat everything. And so I'm glad I didn't. It was a very early morning. It was a very early morning. You have never lived till you got up at like 3 a.m. in Los Angeles and drove down to the Fox Studios to be there at 445. Eerily beautiful. Los Angeles at that time of morning, nobody's on the road. You get where you're going. It's quiet. There's a couple of birds chirping. And you're like, yeah, I can see this. I can see this. And then, dude... By like, by like, five fifty, six a.m. It's straight back to ugly. It's straight. The sun comes up. It's like, it's like having a bad one-night stand. It's like you got drunk and hooked up with some chick, and under the cover of darkness, it was awesome. And then as soon as the lights come on, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is L.A. Ooh, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Okay, we're going to shift gears. I want you guys to, to check out this uh, conversation with my buddy, uh, Pete Coriali. He's a funny dude. Uh, make sure you check out his podcast and, and his show. Here, here's my interview. Me talking with my buddy, Pete Coriali. All righty. Hey, everybody. Uh, we got my buddy, Pete on the on the Skype line joining us. Where are you at, Pete? Are you on the road or are you home?
1: I am home, bro. I'm in my own little version of my studio where (laughs) I do the Pete and Sebastian podcast. And uh, yeah, hanging with you, waiting to find out about our show. We're going to be writing anymore or not, but uh, good hanging.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh, everyone, uh, Pete and I, we met um, many, many moons ago. He's been on the show before and now we're both writing on uh, Kevin Can Wait on CBS. So we're both in this like hiatus limbo we haven't been picked up yet. I find it hard to, it would be crazy. It's the number one, uh, the number one uh, scripted comedy, blah, blah, blah. We got the stats to back it up. However, uh, yeah. h- how's hiatus treating you? Are you hanging in there or are you going, you're going crazy? Your your show's huge. The Pete and Sebastian show. That thing's insane.
1: Yeah, it's going good. We have a lot of fun with it and I'm having fun doing that in the downtime. But dude, you know, you come from Ohio. I I don't live far from that in Fredonia, New York, and uh, we had an inch of snow dusting this morning. What is it? It's like April 10th now? I don't even know what it is. And I miss, one thing I miss, mo- one of the things I miss most about writing every day with you are, Kevin can wait is being able to vent shit like this. As I was hooking up my computer to talk to you, you know how the the guy died sadly in Trump Tower in one of his Trump buildings?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he built yeah. A
1: fire yesterday. Oh, what's the headline on the internet today? Trump lobbied to have no sprinkler systems in all of his New York City buildings. So yes. he was he was actively trying to have people burn. <laughs> oh my god. Isn't that it's that's a moot point, right? Don't you have to have sprinkler systems?
0: No, that in the 1980s, I guess, they made it like uh an an option because what happens, and this is just my layman's understanding, if you have a little small fire uh, in one section of the building, the smoke, a lot, the 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 sprinklers go off everywhere, and you cause tens and tens of thousands of water, you know, of water damage. So as residents, because that was a residential floor of Trump Tower, you could opt out of it. You could opt out. So it wasn't Trump doing it. Uh, The residents uh, on those floors opted out. But, you know, you always have backup systems and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was the thing that was killing me yesterday was the people on Twitter who were like actively rooting for the fire. There's people. who
1: Oh, man, I'm a Crosby stills. Yeah,
0: David Crosby's like, burn, baby, burn. You're like, dude, there's people in there. Be cool. Be cool. Can you imagine? And the thing is. I wanted
1: to respond to him on Twitter, but I didn't want other people to see that it was me. It's really irritating, you know? I mean, I'm not ready to stand on my soapbox, but I wanted David Crosby to know what a little pansy-ass dick he is for that shit. God, I, that irritates
0: me. And it's, that's, well, that's, it's too funny because, like, that's the theme of the show. Do You know those, uh, this is, we're, we're way off. It's great that we're talking politics. I love it. Uh, those black girls, Diamond and Silk. I'm sure you've seen them. Uh, the they've got uh, a huge Twitter following. They're big on Facebook, they're all over YouTube and they were big Trump supporters. And, you know, uh, and the one girl will say something sassy and then her her friend will like back her up, and be like, "Uh-huh. Okay. Mhm. Diamond and Silk. Look them up." Okay. They were huge Trump supporters. They they were, they were been they've been on they've been on Facebook and doing this since like 2014. They just got booted off of Facebook. They had like – they had millions of fans. And it's not like they're going, hey, hey, everybody, go out and grab a gun. We're starting a civil war. Or, hey, everybody, let's do some uh, violence. They just got booted off. Facebook said that that, that they were like they, – they were uh, uh, unsafe and unfit for Facebook. And I their don't... only their only crime is being popular. It's terrifying, dude. It's terrifying.
1: It really is. It really is. I mean – and it's funny because I I mean you talk about this all the time. The more these celebrities come out and say stuff about Trump, but I can't don't they understand regular people do not want celebrities to tell them what to do, how to think, how to act. All right. We just want to be entertained by you. That's it. The more you tell us don't do something, we're gonna do
0: it. Stick right, it. right. But like if you put yourself in the celebrity shoes and like you're you're allowed to have an opinion. And if somebody's like, hey, pal. Don't entertain me. Just play make believe. You're like, hey, you. I could t- totally see the celebrity going, hey, you're not going to silence me. Now I'm going to talk about politics even more. Yeah.
1: Well, I so, mean, but like for you, like we're doing it now. You said, oh, we're talking politics. I didn't know. I thought that's what you wanted to do. That's what you always do, isn't that the show?
0: It is what I do. I talk politics. I talk. I talk pop culture. I talk about it all. It was just. I think it's great. I'm always listen, dude. I'm always like, like scared to ask. Like entertainer friends of mine to to weigh in on it. It's just such dangerous territory. Like, that's why I uh, like
1: coming on with you. I can weigh in on it. This is what we do.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. But like like when I had when I had Leah on the show, I had Leah on the podcast, and like all we did was just talk Scientology. That's all we did. I didn't want to weigh oh, in on wow. Trump. I didn't none of it. You know, I'm just not yeah. going to put a, a person in that uh, that position. I want to have Kevin on. But I'm just gonna yeah. tell him, dude, we're just gonna talk. I just want to talk about how he got started in comedy and where he is now and whats he wants what he wants to do and all that stuff. Yeah, so, uh, dude, yeah. I was just on I was just on Fox News. Oh, I nice. I, I did Fox and Friends uh, yesterday morning. insanely early, dude. insanely. I was up at three a m to get down to the LA Studios at like four forty five to be on the air at five am. It was crazy. And then yesterday, so I, yesterday was one of those weird days. You know, you didn't get enough sleep and you've had a boatload of coffee and you feel like you're walking around in somebody else's skin. Yeah. I, get a, I get a text from Kevin. He goes, my uncle saw you on Fox and Friends. And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, that's the, that's the end of my career. I'm done. It's <laughs> terrifying. It's terrifying. Well, what were like, you? Uh, I thought I did I didn't, I didn't say anything stupid. I was commenting on tweets, like uh, all these, you know, just – it is the double-edged sword. Like uh, uh, Joss, Joss Whedon, the, the director of the Avengers, big, big-time player in the Marvel universe, like legit, well, like was on Twitter. And he's like uh, – did some long tweet about how Trump is dangerous and he's ruining the country. And then he goes, just die. Just go somewhere and die. Slowly Die. I'm paraphrasing, but that was it. Yeah. So he got he got suspended for from Twitter for a day or so. And then he came back and he's like, I guess you can't make jokes about that, LOL. And I'm like, dude, like anyone else would be banned from Twitter for life. For yeah. life? You, can't, well, you, you know, just can't do that.
1: It, 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 it's unbelievable, man, how these people that are anti-Trump uh, and and they look at – people that are for Trump with whatever I'm a Trump guy I'm not gonna lie because I don't go to my president for my uh moral compass man I never have I go to my president to run the country and if you really take a a, a non-opinionated view of that I, I mean it's a well-oiled machine getting there more and more he's scaring the shit out of China scaring the shit out of everybody putting I everybody on notice I love it too but um, you know I, I don't want to lose my train of thought here but when they do these tweets like that, like that guy is saying, y- you're mocking the office, man. Not, it's beyond the guy. When Obama was in, whether or not you're a fan of him, I, I felt people were a little more respectful because he's the president of the United States. With Trump, they just, they just disregard the whole thing, man.
0: Yeah, well, because it's he's not the legitimate president. Uh, Russia hacked the election. Oh, he didn't, he didn't win the popular vote, so that's that's the thing. I mean, I always try to put myself in the other person's shoes and just come at it from where they are. And if and if you're watching, and I watch it for the material, uh, but MSNBC and CNN, you're terrified, man. You're terrified every second of every day, and that that's how they're paying their bills. MSNBC and CNN, they are they're just like straight up uh terrifying people it's uh, they yeah. the logic That's right? Is, it's it's really funny um <laughs> it's but so true man cuz i feel I, bad I, for I, them
1: family members like lobby ask my mother-in-law watches that and my mom they sit home and they in the cold winters i bet you i bet you women and uh, retired people in the northeast are the most uh apt to get this disease because they stare at those channels And they freak the fuck out until they until they golf. Then they go golf in the summer and they don't give a shit. And then come fall, they're freaking out again. Well,
0: that's that's really the prescription. I mean, seriously, I tweeted this yesterday. I'm like, hey, if you're if you're watching the fire at the Trump Tower and rooting for the fire, you need to step away from politics for a while. Like you're too. Like I really think, like people just need to step away for a little bit. Like, listen, I, I didn't I didn't vote for Obama. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't down with his policies or any of that stuff. However, I wasn't like freaking out every night. I'm like, okay, this just got tougher. My, my taxes are gonna go up. I'm gonna be paying a lot more now. And uh, okay, this is gonna suck. What do we got? What's gonna happen in four years? Who? Can, what can I hang my hat on in four years? And and people now they're just and just and they gotta keep it going that's just it. Like the, uh, you know, the, the women's March and then the anniversary of the women's March and now the gun rights thing, and they got to keep, they have to keep this level going. They, they at least have to keep it going till November because that's when, you know, the, the next, uh, elections are and they have to try to take over, uh, the Senate and Congress and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun to watch them in a weird way as like, as a comedian, it's, it's kind of fun to watch them. Uh, keep this level of insanity going, and I yeah. and I find myself doing impressions. I find myself doing impressions of N- MSNBC correspondents, and it's like who? And then I'm like, as I'm working on the impression, I'm like, who's gonna find that funny? Like nobody. <laughs> there's, there's no audience for that. There's this guy uh, I I can't forget remember his last name. His name is uh, Steve something, like Steve Schmidt. And he's, like, he's on MSNBC all the time as, like, the disenfranchised, uh, disenfranchised Republican. Like, he's a, he's a Trump Trumper Republican. And Donald Trump, and he just says the most bombastic, ridiculous, there's no logic to it. Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin are best buddies. They were in the Boy Scouts together. They went on a canoe trip. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, well, you know what? This should be an alternative show to Saturday Night Live where guys are doing that stuff, man. You know, calling.
0: You can't. You can't.
1: Look, Listen. It, it's so ridiculous, Michael. Even the Stormy Daniels. they I saw it t- today. Get ready for a new bombshell from Stormy Daniels. First of all, no one's denying that Trump banged her. Her name is Stormy. All right? We get it. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. Unless he got a blowjob from her last Wednesday on, at in the Oval Office, it, it, it's not as bad as what we've already seen. So what are we doing? <laughs> Even then... Even then, I'd kind of be okay with it. I would because at least she's not on the payroll like the other one was. So uh, you know, at least she didn't work there. So it's just like it's—is it? Does anyone care about that stuff anymore? That your president cheats, whatever.
0: And, and, and that's that, It
1: was before he was even president.
0: Yeah, and like we knew that was the dude going in. It wasn't bait and switch. It wasn't like he. It wasn't like. You know, Trump was running around running for president, you know, dressed as a priest and, and talking about how he's the most holy. Per- and then it's not a shocker, you know, yeah. like like it, but even with Bill Clinton, like I wasn't that shocked when Clinton do it because that like yeah. you, you look at you look at Bill and Hillary and you're like, oh, Bill was cheating. Yeah, that makes sense. But he's white <laughs>
1: trash. He does it. I mean, and I, I was a fan of Bill as a president. I really was. But I mean, it's, it's to do it in the Oval Office. I mean, even a construction worker would have the decency to leave the premises for the blowjob.
0: That's so- too funny, man. Because that's what—that's the thing that bugged me about it. And that was the joke I used to do. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you brought that up. Because it was like at some point, like it was on the desk. It was like on <laughs> yeah. the desk. And every president
1: think. moving forward knows that it was exactly like it was on the desk.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, like, like George, the George W. Bush came in there like, we're gonna need a lot of pledge. I need, I'm I need you to wipe this down. Have we?
1: Yeah, there ain't no pledge that wipes away memories. Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. And you know, honestly, with the stormy Daniels again, Mike, can anything be any more intrusive and offensive, honestly, than the way Marilyn Monroe sung "Happy Birthday" in the garden to Kennedy when everyone knew they were banging? I mean, that was that was more offensive to me than to me than, than than Trump banging some stripper in 2011.
0: Yeah, I oh man, oh man, Marilyn Monroe. What a it's it's crazy that you should bring her up. What a what a tragic, tragic uh, figure. Who's the playwright she was married to? Oh
1: right, oh
0: the gosh. guy who wrote Death of a Salesman, Arthur Miller. Yeah, I just I just watched a uh, a documentary on Arthur Miller, and his daughter shot all this footage, like and interviewed him and all this stuff, and so she finally put it together in a documentary and he was talking about marilyn monroe and when he first started dating her and when they were going out and hanging out uh and then she did that movie i think it was called the misfits with clark gable Mm -hmm. like shortly shortly before they broke up and man that's just a tragic tragic what a sad character and and when she's out there singing happy birthday to kennedy you, you have to know that there's so there's there's a ton of pills in her system and booze in her system. And she knows what she's doing and she's really sexing it up. And that was an act. That was a persona that she put on. Uh, and it's, it, it. I don't know. It's, it was, Super tragic, but yeah, she's yeah, she no, I,
1: I, I agree with you 100%. And candle in the wind, and I know, and I know she's like, <laughs> <it. laughs> I know there's a lot of people pulling out of strings. but my piece is with, with the president of the United States, Kennedy, not going, Yeah, yeah, let's let's not have her do the sing thing, that's probably inappropriate considering everyone it's like knows the worst what I'm going to
0: party ever. It's like the worst surprise <laughs> party ever, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. didn't know she was gonna be there. Oh Somebody, yeah! He did. Hey, I got a treat for you, John. Check this out. You know, Kennedy's I, just sitting there going, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's
1: his sitting next to him. Unbelievable, dude. Come on now. He stopped the Cuban Missile Crisis, but he didn't know that she was about to sing Happy Birthday. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's,
0: pro- that's probably why he killed her. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, okay. again, that is not cool. And And you know Jackie Onassis came up with the whole Camelot thing
1: no was
0: it yeah Yeah. like everybody everybody looks back at the kennedy administration they're like oh camelot camelot and that was uh that was uh jackie uh kennedy well before she was Onassis, but she came up with that shortly after he was assassinated because because uh camelot was on broadway oh like it was like camelot and it just it just kind of stuck that's what i think is interesting now uh they just did that movie chappaquiddick which is uh, in theaters, and everybody's talking about Old Teddy Kennedy again. So, like those guys are back in the news. But man, those days—those days are over. He legit left that girl to die. I thought she drowned. I thought she drowned. They say she suffocated.
1: Oh like, yeah, you know it was funny. I remember being, well, being a kid, and like once in a while, comics, adult comics. We always liked them. That's why we grew up to beat comics. They would do these Kennedy jokes about water and cars and shit, and I never really understood them. Hey, <laughs> you know? yeah. Kennedy loved his booze, but he hates swimming. And you're sitting there, the whole audience is laughing, and I'm like, God, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, that was incredible, man. That was like right out of a that's like a bad movie, you know? Like, like you don't believe it's really true. Someone would do that.
0: Yeah, but uh, I guess it is, and and it's they've got a lot of there's there's now just a, it's wild the media you you don't survive that today you don't you're done you're done oh god but yeah at that point in time the the Kennedy machine and the media and and everybody kind of covering up for him and and he had a he had a great career and then that's that's the other weird thing and this actually philosophically brings me uh, to another issue like so he makes this let's just be very generous and say. Uh, he made a horrible, horrible mistake. Uh, he still went on to have a, a long career in the Senate, and a lot of people would argue do a lot of very good things for the country. So does the bad – does the good outweigh the bad? Where is that balance? Because right now uh, I was on uh, – this is a – I was on Brian Kilmeade's uh, radio show, and and they're ripping down uh, some more statues. There's like a – I think the – uh, I forget which presidential statue they're talking about ripping down, like Warren Harding. <laughs> they, they want to get rid of a Harding statue because he supported the blah, blah, blah act of 1840, blah. You know, it's like, really? Really? Because he did that one thing, you take away his statue? That's like, hey, uh, Teddy Kennedy killed a chick. and we're still
1: talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're at the point where we got to look into the statue industry as a whole. This could be an inside job. You know, the way they're saying that Russia uh, hacked our elections. We got all the statue makers going. We're going broke, man. We got to start outrages over all the existing statues.
0: <laughs> it's, just a way, it's just a way for them to, like, you're going to need something to replace that. Oh, if dude. You, did, if, if you take down Ulysses S. Grant, you got to you got to put something else up there.
1: Do you think we will live to see in all lifetime the first of what will be many, many, many uh, uh, built um, – Oprah statues. Will we be alive to see the first?
0: I, I don't think there will ever be an Oprah statue. you know what? I'm probably wrong right now. I bet there is an Oprah statue somewhere in Chicago. Uh, but yeah, we'll be alive for it. There'll be but, there'll be more Oprah statues.
1: But I don't mean like uh, like that metal thing showing. Uh... Uh, you know what? What's a face from Minneapolis? Valerie, what was that hit show? You ever see that uh, sitcom? She was a single lady in Minneapolis. It was
0: Valerie uh, Mary Tyler Moore.
1: Mary Tyler Moore. There's a statue of her, an iron-like statue. They also got one in front of uh, the bus depot in New York of uh, Ralph Cramden from The Honeymooners. But I'm oh, talking, wow. I'm talking a marble statue of Oprah as profound in a park the way like. Washington or Lincoln is, man. That day is no. coming. I'm telling no. you, we got to replace the existing statues with
0: something. <laughs> so you're saying they'll rip down like a Robert E. Lee and put up a marble Oprah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are, bro. They're ripping down a Harding statue. What do you think they're going to replace <laughs> it? <laughs> it's and coming, a
0: you get the you get the knockout you get the knockoff statue. It's like they can't afford an Oprah. So they put up a Wendy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's> a... <laughs> we we wanted a marble Oprah, but we could only afford an iron Wendy Williams.
1: Oh, there's a uh, in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, I played there once, opening for Brian Regan about a year and a half ago. I might have already been doing the show with you, uh, Kevin Conway. But anyway. I just was roaming the streets, and someone had told me about it on, on some distant edge of the city in the corner. There's a life-size statue of Richard Pryor. That's nice. Wouldn't it be nice to have one in Columbus, Ohio? Just the loftest wow. cup of coffee and a cigarette just forever planted on a street corner? I would kind of dig it.
0: Yeah. I wow, I didn't know there was a statue of Pryor anywhere. That dude would be, I, I don't know, it, it's weird it was recently the anniversary of Don Rickles, uh, passing. And I'm really, I, this is, this is crazy. And maybe this is just me getting older. I really miss Don Rickles. I really miss Joan Rivers and I really miss, uh, Richard Pryor. I just would love to hear their takes on all of this stuff on all of this, this political stuff and, uh, and censorship and free speech. And, and oh my gosh, Lenny Bruce. Give me Lenny Bruce in in his prime. I'd love for him to chime in on this stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, people get old, people pass away, and people like you, me, we all come and take their place. I'm I'm watching a movie the other day, and I think, like, Amy is going to start to be uh, the next um, Joan Rivers. You know, like, the problem is they're all just so the same, not women or anything, just, just celebrities and comedians today. They just all are on the... They all got the same view, man, and if you have another view, it's very dangerous. So it gets that, bland. That's
0: that's the thing, man. It is bland, and, and because not only do they have the same view, and and let me know your thoughts on this, just as a comedian, it seems like they have the same rhythms. It, oh, oh, you, yeah. You could but... almost you could almost take out like you see these these dudes that have Netflix specials. And it's all you, you can almost close your eyes and if you could dial down the exact words it, you, and just reduce it to like rhythmically, it's the same rhythms And it's like listening to the same uh, record over and over. There's no well, you,
1: you know, it's interesting with that, Mike. It's also like with that cadence. When I was growing up and I'd watch comics, I never felt like they were particularly uh, smarter than me. They never acted like that. They just made me laugh. But today's comedians, the ones coming up today, they all give off this sense of I'm up here because I'm smarter than you and I'm more informed than you, so just sit back and laugh at what I have to say in this nice, smart cadence that I do.
0: Yes, that was exactly it, dude. That was yeah. exactly it. It's really it's it's Everyone interesting. everyone relax. I read The New Yorker, and here's a <laughs> reference.
1: I've gone on at the comedy cellar after it was right. It was like uh, recently where, you know, they're still bashing Trump, Trump, Trump. And all I did was go up there and all I said was, things seem to be running okay from where I'm standing, but whatever. All right. And then I go into my stuff and you could have dropped a pin and heard it hit, man. (gasps) Is he like, and I'm like, I don't get political, but it just gets annoying hearing the same point of view with that shit.
0: Dude, that's what got me started on this whole thing. Two things, oddly enough. Uh, Star Wars and uh, George W. Bush. I was going down to the Melrose Improv quite a bit and like Star Wars The Phantom Menace had just come out and comedian after comedian after comedian was talking about how it was horrible. So I'm like, I felt bad for the audience, right? I'm like, I can't, first of all, if if I'm watching the comedian in front of me talking about how Star Wars is garbage, like I'm not gonna do my Star Wars is garbage jokes right yeah so yeah I know of course so I just went up there and I'm like Star Wars the Phantom Menace is the best fucking movie I've ever seen If this shit doesn't get an Oscar and just like totally <laughs> <laughs> so I'm back down there. I'm back down there a couple of weeks later and everybody's doing the same thing about now. It's like George George Bush. Oh, George Bush is the worst. He's a stupid cowboy. He's just a retarded guy from Texas. Da, 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 da. And I just go up there and I'm like, he is the best president we've ever had. I won him on Mount Rushmore. Here's what I love about George. And just and and just it crushed, just absolutely crushed. And now it's happening in a weird way on a bigger scale. It's this, it's, it's, dude, it's the perfect metaphor. It's the perfect metaphor. you got Will and Grace. Oh, they're coming back, making fun of Donald Trump. Ha, 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 Every sitcom, making fun of Donald Trump, ha, 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 ha. And it's just boring, boring, boring. And then you got uh, our buddy, Bruce Helford, who, who's over uh, on Roseanne. And she's like, yeah, I voted for Trump. He was talking about jobs and shaking. And it just, huge ratings. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Sitcoms—it's just glorified stand-up. That's all it is. And so everyone, everyone's going one direction. So she goes the opposite direction and looks like a genius. But, but the, the but rumor the, has it they're going to take the politics out of that show.
1: Well, here's the thing, right? The first episode got like 18 million or
0: something, right? And then that number went up when they got the plus threes on the DVRs and the plus sevens. It went up to like 25.
1: But the thing is, everyone's like, oh again I, I have to say though everyone's like well here we go she's talking about being for trump and maybe that was the difference but everybody who tuned in didn't know what she was gonna say until she said it so right. like so wouldn't she have gotten an 18 million if she saying mary had a little lamb for fucking half no hour?
0: no no listen if she would have caught if she would have come out there and just been like i'm a domestic goddess dan why aren't you mopping the floor men can do that work too Click, boring, boo. Uh, but she's out there doing talk show after talk show, going, "Yeah, I voted for Trump." And like when Jimmy Kimmel's like, "How can you support Trump?" And then she's flipping him the bird. Now you're like, "Whoa, what am I about to see?" But you're right. The, no one knew what she was going to say, but they knew, and they wrapped themselves up in it that her character was going to be a Trump supporter, and there was going to be political differences, and and you know, her her sister Jackie voted for for uh, someone else. So everyone just wanted to see how they were going to handle it, and America's like, finally, that show didn't. And we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on on the on the uh, podcast here. It didn't do well in New York. It didn't crack the top twenty in New York. It didn't crack the top twenty in L. A. But the rest of the country just ate it up like candy.
1: There's people in between New York and L. A.
0: Yes, I uh, there's like five of them. <laughs>
1: oh, all right. I didn't realize that. I just thought it was all dirt and mountains.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And they and I tell you what, they <laughs> they 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 watch TV and they want somebody who's going to you know represent their differing viewpoint. They've been I think they've been demonized until <clears so throat> they they can't take it anymore.
1: No, I know, man. Those are all the places we play: Middle America, all over the world. And it's just so funny how. You come back to the east and west coast, and people that don't leave those coasts like have no idea the heartbeat of what's going on. That's what I
0: that's that, that's what I was saying on uh, on Fox shot. and Friends the other morning. Like, I want to get in like did like De Niro was saying more things that were anti-Trump and and Jay Z was saying a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, I literally I want to go around and like I want to dart these celebrities like I'm on a wild animal safari, right? Like Jay Z's just walking around Manhattan, and then thunk he gets hit with a dart. And then I want to drive him to Iowa and have him like just wake up and like meet people and look around and got, see these people. They're happy because yeah. jobs are coming back and and they've got factories and they 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 can work and they're saving a little bit of money. They're delighted. They're not racist. They're not. Yeah, <laughs> they just want to be able to provide for their families. For Christ's sake.
1: Jay-Z, don't tell me you've been to Iowa because you were on stage at the Iowa Arena, some shit in front of 100,000 people. Yeah. We're talking yeah, about walking the down the street.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm talking about hitting the McDonald's in Dubuque. <laughs> yeah. Jobs so for everybody. On the road? We didn't but...
1: even start drilling yet, and we didn't even start drilling yet.
0: I think it's going swimmingly well. I think it's yeah. going swimmingly well. The the thing in Syria <laughs> has me worried, but I, I listen. And then I'm I'm on record as saying this, I believe so much more in the American people than I do the elected officials, I really do. I've, I'm and the older I get and the more I learn, the the less faith I have in these people who are quote supposed to lead us. And and I don't think they're supposed to lead us. I think they're supposed to bend to our will. We 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 sent them because we don't have the time. Like, a bu- everyone... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is what we want you to go tell them. Exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: I love it, dude. And if yeah. somebody's like, hey, if you vote for me, I'll go up there and do X, Y, and Z. And we're like, all right, that's cool. You do that, buddy. You go up there and do that. I'm going to I'm gonna run my business over here because I, I just don't have the time to do it myself.
1: Yeah. How often does it happen? I Dude, I truly feel like Trump, like, I noticeably see things he's trying to do that he said he was going to try to do. Like, you actually see it. It's like... Well, Whether it's, it's on funny. or not, he's trying it seems.
0: All you have to do is get out of the way. I don't think – this. Uh, I don't think Trump is any kind of genius. People are like, oh, he's playing three-dimensional chess and everyone else is playing checkers. No, he's just a smart enough businessman to go, I'm going to get out of the way. A, a person – some some kid living in Tallyhouse, Tallahassee, Florida will come up with some business or he'll invent something. It's just, it's just a numbers game. Our economy, w- when you have entrepreneurship and capitalism and people all over this country scrapping and scraping and trying to get ahead, they're going to come up with some cool stuff. All the government has to do is get out of the way. See, and, man. and everything ev- – it will take care of itself. Like if you have a big business and you got toxic chemicals, I'm sorry. You're not allowed to dump those in a river. You can't dump them in a lake. We need an EPA because if somebody tries that crap, they'll get in trouble. But government should literally get out of the way. Look at Elon Musk. That dude's going to Mars. And I, I guarantee he's going to do it. Yeah. Isn't it great to say up? he's
1: on our, time, our side, man? Come no, on.
0: Seriously, seriously. Wow. So anyway, I, I'm fired up. I, I, I love it. I, I think things are going swimmingly well, and I'm getting tired. I'm getting so tired, and this is where I was, like, when I when Kevin sent me that, that text message, hey, my uncle saw you on Fox & Friends, because I was ready to go off. I was ready to, like, just jump ship and just be like, I've had it. I'm tired of apologizing. I'm tired of – because, like, you see these people <laughs> never, like – they look at you. Oh, you voted for Trump, and they look at you like if, if you're from Mars. So then there's like this polite society thing where you have to like, well, you know, I voted for him because Hillary was like. It, you're already apologizing. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. There's a built-in apology. It's like when you see some dude that you kind of don't like at the office, but you ask him, "Hey, how was your day?" And he's like, uh, uh, it's, it's all right." And then you 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 have a like a social agreement that that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. You both know you don't really like each other, and it's just like a polite thing. There's like this polite thing in America now, where if you voted for Trump, you're expected to automatically apologize. Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm yeah. done with that.
1: Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Well, hopefully we'll be able to have these kind of talks more often, bro. Next year, fingers I, crossed
0: that, for a good announcement. I hear you. I hear you in the dismount. That's great. I'm glad you came by. Where can where can people find? Uh, the Pete and Sebastian show that's what I want to know
1: uh, you can go to Pete and every show is just posted about an hour after it airs on uh, Sirius XM so yeah wow. and boom there you go
0: so if I've got Sirius XM I can hear it there on channel what five uh, million or
1: channel 99 raw dog It it comes out every Friday east coast time at 5 p.m. And then, and then you can get it on demand on SiriusXM. But like I said, one hour after it's on SiriusXM, it goes right over to uh, my website, Sebastian Maniscalco's website, and you can get it for free
0: on either one of us. You know what I think you guys did? You picked a really good, you picked a good, uh, good choice going with your first names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very simple, Pete and Sebastian.
0: Pete don't. and Sebastian, much easier to find than Corey Alley and Maniscalco.
1: And I said to Sebastian when we were doing it, because you know it was right before he like became really popular. And I go, listen, dude, to, to say to Sebastian and Pete, show I feel like you get halfway through Sebastian, you're not gonna say Pete. <laughs> the other way around, you say Pete's a throwaway, and then you got all the time in the world to say and Sebastian, because <laughs> you don't like Seth. you don't like Seth. All right, well, hey, uh,
0: go clear off the snow. I don't. I think you guys are going to skip spring this year. I think it's going to gonna go straight to summer. But have a good one. Hey, are you hit, are you hitting the road anytime soon? When's uh, the next stand-up? Next
1: one is in, uh, May two, 3, 4, and 5. I'll be at Buffalo Helium Comedy Club. But April 12, 13th, and 14th, I'll be on the road with Brian Regan. And you can have go to Pete, com and see those dates, man.
0: Have a good one, Pete. Well, hopefully we'll find out soon if we've got a gig. Well, let's hope. All
1: right, bro. Good hanging.
0: Have a good That was fantastic. I, uh, hanging out with Pete is is hilarious. That dude, he just, he kills me. It's the cadence. It's the way he says stuff. He's a very, very funny stand-up. He told you where he was performing. Hopefully you get a chance to catch him. And hopefully you get a chance uh, to catch him. I feel like Bill Maher now. <laughs> like, like Bill Maher at the end of uh, his HBO show, he always talks about where he's doing stand-up. I'm going to be in Vegas. I'll be uh, performing a week in Vegas. Boy, I wish I had those dates. It's in May. If you go, uh, I'll be at the MGM uh, Brad Garrett's comedy club. I'm sure he has a website. The MGM will have these events, but I'll be there for a solid week. It's always a blast, and hopefully, it'll be hot. The MGM. Here's what I like about the MGM. It, they have this. Uh, they have like a lazy river pool. Now, granted, there's always a, a boatload of people out there. There's always a boatload of people, so it's always packed. And you know, the drunks get boring after a while. But I just like the idea of getting an inner tube and just floating around in this constant loop. I'm not a big Vegas guy. I used to. I used to be more into Vegas, uh, but maybe I'm, I'm getting older or something. I'll play the blackjack. I'll play the video poker. Uh, I'm not into the I'm not into the Texas Hold'em. I got no patience. I have no patience. That's one of my, one of my big shortcomings. Like I have buddies who are into poker and they're like, oh, you know, th- they were there for like I was there for 12 hours and I won $11 and I was slow playing this guy. I don't have the patience. Like I don't have the pa- I, I barely have the patience for blackjack when they've got like uh, six decks, because it's like come on, come on, let's go, let's go which is why I stay away from craps. Stay away from craps. I'll tell you guys that right now. Craps is the crack cocaine of gambling. There's a lot of money. It goes really fast, and you lose it really fast, or you win it really fast. But just know, when you're playing craps, you are on the roller coaster ride. So I'll be in Vegas. I'll be doing shows at night. I don't know who the other performers are. Every once in a while, uh, Brad Garrett will show up. I love that when that happens, because I always make him go up and, and, and do stage time. I feel like uh, a member of the Rat Pack. It's like one of my favorite things ever to be on stage, show in Vegas, and you're like, hey, you guys, we have a celebrity uh, in the audience. We have a special guest. That is the coolest to me. That is the cool. And somebody should do that show without calling it like the Rat Pack show or the new Rat Pack or anything. Just a, it's a cool show where celebrities come out and maybe they come the dude comes out and does a song. I did a song. The last time I was in Vegas, and I think I'm going to do it again. I closed my set with a song. It was so much fun. I'm just now remembering that. I got to do it again. I did an, I did, uh, I did a song on the ukulele, and I think I'll – I might write something for Vegas. I'm very excited. I totally I totally forgot. I'm not doing as much stand-up. I go out and I pop in. I do guest sets and stuff. I'm at, at Governor's a lot in Long Island. So much fun. We play audio from that on this show. Uh, if you're in – when I'm in Long Island, I'm there practically every Sunday. I got to get back out to the Ice House in Pasadena. I got to get back out to comedy and magic. Live. Here's the other thing I'm thinking about doing, you guys. And let me know what you think about this. I want to start doing the podcast uh, from comedy and magic. I think that would be so much fun. What do you think about that as an idea? We got the podcast. We have a, we, we, you know, I invite people down. I'm not going to charge you. Well, not yet. <laughs> But well, we'll have people in the audience, we'll have guests, and just do the podcast. I think that would be great. I think it would be a very, very, very cool vibe. Okay. Other thing. So I'm looking forward to uh, going to Vegas in the Lazy River. Uh, I'm heading back to New York for a little bit. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing more stand-up. I'm looking forward to the new Han Solo trailer. This has to be good. I'm I'm hanging my hat I'm counting on you, Ronnie Howard. I'm counting on you to save this thing. You know my feelings on the Last Jedi. That was just the worst. Oh my gosh! And this is the weird. This here's some weird Hollywood. So I'm having coffee with a friend of mine the other day, and I'm telling her uh, that you know the new the new website is up, theloftestparty.com, and she would be a terrific blogger. She's super smart super funny. Uh, I worked with her on, a, on, uh, anger management and I'm hoping to convince her to start writing articles for the Loftus party doc, whenever she wants, it would, it would just be fun. She's just a, a funny person. And, uh, I'm telling her what else I'm doing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, uh, I got the YouTube channel, you know, the loftist party on YouTube and that's growing rapidly. It's growing rapidly, which has me totally excited. You guys don't even know. I've been, me and my crew of people my 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 friends my 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 buddy we have been doing this for a couple of years now and there was uh you know the first iteration of the and then there was this and then we added the podcast and now it's like everything's coming together and it's very exciting like i'll find myself smiling and i and i know why cuz it's 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 happening it's all coming together everything's getting better so I'm telling her about the YouTube channel uh (laughs) and how we're adding subscribers and I'm like man I I did these uh little videos talking about how much I hated the last Jedi and those are those are really like you know big for in terms of the videos that 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 I put out there and she's like oh the last Jedi I'm like yeah man that dude ryan johnson just screwed the pooch he just messed up and i see this look come over her face and she's like oh that's right ryan did that and i'm like ryan and she knows the guy she knows him so i'm like you can tell him that i said so it's really weird it's one thing to criticize someone when you're like super far away but now i'm like wow, I'm saying this crap, and there's a good chance that Ryan Johnson can hear me. And in inside, I'm like, good, good. I want him to know. I want him to know, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to, what, I'll, I'll go off, I'll go off again, I can't, it'll be boring. It'll be uh, bad radio. So anyway, I'm counting on solo. It actually looks good. Here's what I, when I, when I was a kid, I never really recognized, Mark Hamill from anything else. I never really recognized Alec Guinness from anything else because I was a kid watching that. So it seemed like, oh, those were really the people. So I'm not really a fan of some of the casting they've done in, in, in Solo. Like they've got uh, the girl from Game of Thrones. They got Woody Harrelson. I'm kind of bummed out. And I hear Woody Harrelson is a great guy. I love the dude's work. I think he's awesome. But I'm kind of bummed out to see Woody Harrelson in Han Solo. It kind of, in a weird way, it takes me out of the movie. It's like Han Solo's flying around, and he's trying to do this thing, and oh, there's Chewbacca, and like wow, there's that dude from Cheers. But <laughs> but I think that just makes me old, because <laughs> I think there's kids right now. They don't know Woody Harrelson from Cheers. They'll they'll actually know him as uh, as the dude from from Solo. Here's the inside scoop. Here's what I've heard about Solo from my my uh, Hollywood peeps. I guess. The guys who were directing that movie, it became, and it's funny, you know, if you've been around, you know, sets and and movies and TV shows, you can tell, you get a vibe when uh, the director is in over their head. Like, it takes too long to set up a shot, They, you can see them hemming and hawing, and they're like, I guess there was a lot of that going on with Solo, and then the actors are like, uh-oh, and it, you just get a vibe, you're like, uh-oh, we don't thing we don't have confidence in this person so i guess they shot all this footage those guys got fired then ron howard comes in and man say what you will about ron howard that kid grew up in front of the camera he's a good director he's got a huge body of work fantastic actor he came in and this is like inside baseball kind of stuff and uh all the wide shots, all the stuff where the camera's far away and you see a group of people talking. He's like, well, keep those. Those are all still good. So, boom. And then he went back and he got close-ups and, and, uh, and shots like that. But, like, reshot the movie. Like, all of it. I-, I thought he was just doing select scenes and maybe doing some additional footage. He, re- he like, reshot everything in, like, record time. And the kid who plays Han Solo, that kid got, like, an acting coach. They changed his performance. So, Disney knows that they they knew they have a problem. They probably looked, I have to think they looked at test screenings uh, for last Jedi and were like, "Uh, oh, I don't know if the timeline for that works out. Maybe I'm just too much of a fanboy for all this stuff, but uh, I'm glad they hired Ron Howard. Hopefully they hopefully they uh, they got things going right. that would be that would be wonderful. The franchise needs it. You can't have – you look at uh, the sales of The Last Jedi, and this is what a lot of people on, on YouTube are, are saying. It's incredibly successful. Last Jedi, it's incredibly su- successful. Yes, it made a lot of money. You, 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 you won't get me on that. I'll be the first guy to agree. However, you look at what it did in China. That's what I keep coming to. And the sales of the Blu-ray, they're not – yes, they're selling a lot of them, but they they thought they were going to sell a lot more. And, if, and they know they thought they were going to sell a lot more. It's always amazing to me uh, when uh, network executives and people who run studios, they, they can do these mathematical projections, and they're so right. They're always right, and I'm telling you right now, fans, The Last Jedi underperformed, so hopefully uh, they can fix it. So I'm excited about Solo. I'm still playing uh, near Automata. I think I always say that wrong. That's a great video game. I did a video about that. If you haven't played Nier auto, auto, Automata, *Automata*, great video game. So much fun. I'm trying to get into Fortnite. Fortnite is the game that's like they'd say it's bigger than Minecraft now, and it's just sad. My, my, I just don't have the reflexes. They're gone. It's it's terrible. I'm like – I saw this video. <laughs> I saw an interview with this kid uh, the other day. He was a professional gamer, retired at 24, retired at 24. He played Call of Duty professionally. So you guys, that's this week's show. Uh, thanks to Pete for coming by, just a blast. Uh, and stay tuned, tell your friends about it. I'm Here's, I'm terrified about getting kicked off of Facebook. I'm terrified about getting kicked off of YouTube. I'm terrified of getting kicked off of Twitter so that the more you can share and talk, Comment and keep things going. Uh, the better I feel, I sleep easier. That's this week's show. I'm. I can't say it'll happen next week, but hopefully, ugh, hopefully in the next few podcasts, I'll I'll make an announcement about where we're doing the podcast. I want a live audience. I want that energy. I need that energy. Uh, and creatively, it's it's super satisfying. I I love you guys, and it, you're you're fun to hang out with, and you're good people. So why not do like, uh, like what Joe Rogan does, or a lot of other people. Let's just turn it into a live event. Let's just turn it into a show. You guys can have cocktails. You can have some food. I'll talk some trash. We'll talk about science fiction and politics and uh, video games and all points in between. And it'll be awesome. So, go to loftusparty.com. It's the brand new website. I've been teasing it for the past couple weeks. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's happening, you guys. I will see you next time.